0: There is a preacher and a writer named Lillian Daniel, who was a, an adjunct professor when I was in seminary. And she has relatively recently written a story about her family, a very beautiful story, a little bit surprising story. She went back to the house where she grew up where her mom was still living, and in the living room on the mantle, there were a number of beautiful vases But right in the middle, in the most important place in the house, was a vase that didn't fit in, in fact it just looked awful. And this vase, unlike the other vases, obviously this one had fallen and broken into a million pieces, and someone had tried very hard to glue it back together and ultimately failed there was yellow coming out of the cracks and it was just a strange-looking thing to choose to put right in the greatest place of honor in your home. And so Lillian asked her mother, why is that cracked vase, which is an eyesore, put in the position that you've chosen? And so then her mother told her the story. When she was a little girl, her father had been a journalist and he was covering the war in Vietnam And so his father spent a lot of time away from the family, but from time to time, he would be able to return home and visit. And often he would bring back special things from his travels. And one of the times he had bought a beautiful vase and he had wrapped it carefully in paper and twine. And he carried it on the many airplanes that took him to get back to their home in the Northeast. And her father came to the door of the house And when he arrived, Lillian, little girl, came running for her dad. And when she ran up to him, he opened his arms, and the vase fell and broke into a million pieces. And then she understood why that vase was such a valuable vase to their family. It was valuable because of love. In fact, love is what broke that vase. Now maybe a more prudent father, after all the trouble he took to bring that special item home, perhaps a more prudent father would have paused and carefully put the vase down and then hugged his daughter, but no, her father just reached his arms out because as Jesus maybe would put it, he chose the better part. This is a story that touches us because I think we can see ourselves in the story, the, the gospel story that we just heard about Mary and Martha. So we, we get this scene where Jesus is going along his way. He's going along the way, and he comes upon the home of Martha, and Martha has a sister, and the sister Mary is there helping out. We don't know if they live in the house together. We don't know very many other details, though likely it's the same Mary and Martha that we hear all about in the Gospel of John. Who have the brother Lazarus and it turns out Mary and Martha if it's the same ones are dear friends of Jesus and so as the story goes Martha is working hard scurrying around doing everything that needs to be done and Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him and being present to him. Martha gets upset she comes up and says Don't you see what's going on? Can't you tell my sister to help out like she should? And then Jesus says, Martha, Martha. Now, we don't get punctuation in the original Greek, and people have wondered. I've looked at a few commentaries, and none of them really say, why does he say her name twice? A priest friend of mine says that if you had the punctuation, maybe what he's saying, because she's so distracted to get her attention, he's saying, Martha, Martha, (laughs) I don't think that's what's happening though. I think he's saying sort of in a soothing way, like, come now, Martha, Martha. The invitation then is to choose the better part, which is a little bit of a mysterious phrase, but I think we get it. The better part is to be present. It's a story about hospitality Have you ever been to somebody's home and you're being hosted and the hospitality is wonderful in the sense that everything is prepared and the house looks great, but you never really get a chance to connect with your hosts? To be hospitable, it's a a holy calling It's to put away all of the distractions and to be present to another person. And I think we relate to this story because many of us, and I think we've been living in this city only for about a month, but I've sort of figured out there are a lot of type A people. (laughs) There's a lot of scurrying around that is going on, and we need that reminder sometimes to stop and take a breath and be present to something that maybe will not last very long. That's always the undercurrent in the gospels, every encounter that Jesus has. He knows and the people don't always know, but he knows he is here for a time and this is a precious moment, don't miss it. And we need to be reminded when we're doing and doing and doing to stop and just be. Sometimes I like to think about what would God's perspective be like in any given moment And think about that. Imagine being God and your beloved children are working hard and doing all these tasks because they're trying to do the things that will be pleasing to you, and yet they're not being present to you. This is an invitation for us to remind ourselves every day to not just pray prayers, not just do good works, but also to be present to the Lord. After all, as a wise person once put it, we are created not as human doings, but as human beings. And I think about here at St. John's, as I have been here just a short amount of time, I'm observing and watching. It's a beautiful parish. This parish is full of life. There's a special energy here. I've talked to many people, and people love their church. And I'm not even sure if everyone can articulate why, and yet there is a feeling of appreciation about something special here. And I've been asking myself, what is the call for this church? What is the special call that is unique to this place that we are needing to live into? And one of the ideas I'm getting, one thing that I think may be at least an important part of our call here on Lafayette Square in the city of Washington, to be a place of hospitality. These days things are just getting more and more stressful. It's getting more and more difficult for the city, for the country, for the world. People need a place where they can come in, where they can be accepted, where they can be seen, heard, received, blessed. People need to experience others being present to them and perhaps that is one of the highest callings that we may get to live into how can we increase the holy work of hospitality as a church community in this very special place where we get to do our ministry where literally people come from all over the world and walk into these doors in many cases we are ambassadors for christ to them And i'm beginning to even think about how might this look what might we implement what kind of programs might we put into place because that's how i think and i think it'll be fun to work with others in the church as we dream about ways we can do what we do but do it even more fully will it have to do with the signage that we have or the way that we use communication tools that are constantly evolving and getting better how we'll tell our story in even better ways to those outside of the walls and invite people in and bring ourselves out as well at the same time. I went to a church some years ago uh, that had a parking lot. You know that there are a lot of churches of parking lots. (laughs) (laughs) And this particular church which had a parking lot had taken the care to put signs on some of the best parking spots and it said reserved for visitors and guests. And that was nice and i remember as a visitor that day i parked in one of those spots and i i walked in but then in the church service nobody said a word to me it was like being totally invisible i remember another church that i went to when i was in my young 20s and i was new to town in that place and i needed a church home And I walked into what was a very impressive facade at a church that actually didn't have a parking lot because it was in Manhattan. And I remember before leaving the campus of that church that day, somebody had invited me to a meal. There's a difference between the doing and the being. And as great as it would be to have some fantastic program to help us do hospitality even better, how much more wonderful if we could learn to enhance our culture for being present. Present to the presence of God in all people who may come into our lives. And to be like Lillian's father, and to be like Mary, to choose the better part. Amen.